What's up, everybody? I'm glad to be with you today and honored that you have taken the time to listen to this podcast. I pray that it blesses you and encourages you in your walk today. Please take a moment to share the P3 podcast with anyone you know. Help me to spread the word and to share the power of God's truth around the world. My goal is always to motivate, encourage, inspire, and challenge each listener to take their walk with God to the next level and to be a people that make a kingdom difference. In today's episode, we take a look at the miracle story that was interrupted by the miracle we discussed yesterday. Jesus was on his way to Jairus' house when he was interrupted by a woman who touched his cloak and was healed from her suffering. After addressing the woman, Jesus continues on to the house of Jairus to tend to his 12-year-old daughter, who they had just found out had, uh, had died. There were some negative people around Jairus, but Jesus shows him why we need to ignore those kind of people and just believe. Luke 8, 40-42 says, Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. Now this synagogue leader, Jairus, is a unique person because there were very few, if not many at all, when it came to Jewish leaders um, that would seek out Jesus or that followed Jesus. You know, we know that Nicodemus did, but um, that was very rare that any of the Jewish leaders would have sought out Jesus um, like this. So that made Jairus kind of a, a unique character. You know, but it was at this point the woman touches the garment and and was healed from her suffering. Uh, you know, she touched Jesus's garment in the crowd, like we talked about yesterday. And so, at this point, after Jesus addresses the woman and tells her to go in peace and be free from her suffering, and the story picks up again with Jairus, and it picks up in verse forty-nine through fifty-six, where it says, "While Jesus was still speaking, as in when he was talking to the woman, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader, and said, "Your daughter is dead." Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, Don't be afraid, just believe, and she will be healed. When he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, knowing that she was dead, but... He took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. Sometimes we find ourselves surrounded by people who want to help, but they are so negative and doubtful. Oftentimes they will say, Oh, I'm not being negative. I'm just being realistic. To which I say, I need you to realistically stop talking. Some people just have no hope, no faith in what is possible. Some people do not know how to dare to believe. The Bible says it is impossible to please God without faith. If you follow Jesus but limit yourself by human capabilities, you know, or only accept what you can touch, see, or explain with your finite thinking, you will have a very boring and unfulfilled journey in your Christian walk. Furthermore, how can you truly believe in what 
and what the work of the cross was and or believe in the work of the cross and not believe that with him all things are possible. So we have to be careful who we let speak into our life. They will steal your hope and speak death into your spirit. Someone comes, you know, from Jairus' house to tell him his daughter is dead. But they don't stop there. They go on and tell him to leave the teacher alone. First, this shows that this person had no idea who Jesus was. Second, this person was essentially saying, there is no hope now. It is over. I'm not sure who this person was, but they were about to find out nothing is impossible with God. As a father, I can't even begin to explain the pain that would, would have set in upon hearing those words that my daughter is dead. Jairus' heart must have sank into his stomach. But Jesus' response is simple and beautiful. Jesus knows the pain and fear that was just magnified in Jairus' heart. And Jesus speaks hope into his spirit and tells him, Don't be afraid. Just believe and she will be healed. Jesus heard the despair and the hopelessness in the messenger's uh, comment to Jairus. And he did what he always does. When we listen to him, he spoke peace and hope into Jairus' spirit. He was saying, don't listen to them. Trust in me. Don't limit God with what, man's th- with what man thinks is possible. Let me show you with God that all things are possible. We have to remind ourselves of that fact every now and then. The enemy loves to create doubt to get you thinking how impossible some things are, limiting God and what he is capable of. He will eat away at your faith and strip you of your hope in Christ. When you find yourself doubting or giving up because you feel like something is impossible, stop and remember, impossible is God's specialty. If God speaks to your spirit about something or calls you to do something that doesn't seem possible, take a moment uh, to silence the negative, limited, hopeless people that will try to speak into your life. And just remember the words Jesus spoke to Jairus. Don't be afraid. Just believe. Jairus continued on to his house with Jesus, and Jesus saw all these people creating a lot of commotion, wailing and crying out loudly. And Jesus says, while the commotion, stop. This girl isn't dead, just sleeping. Basically, Jesus said, stop being so extra. Man, you guys are so dramatic. She's not dead. She's just asleep. Interestingly enough, when Jesus told the people that the little girl was asleep, they laughed at him knowing she was dead. But I digress. There are always going to be people who thrive on chaos and they love the opportunity to overreact and be a bit dramatic. I live with a little girl who is always extra, but I love her dearly. Anyways, Jesus puts everyone out and only allows the father, mother, and three of his disciples to go in with him. This was likely in an effort to slow the spread of what was about to happen, the miracle Jesus was about to perform. With only a handful of witnesses to this miracle, Jesus tells, or I'm sorry, Jesus takes the girl by the hand and says, Talitha koum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. And immediately she got up and walked around. Luke writes that immediately her spirit returned to her and she got up. Perhaps Jesus said that she was sleeping in an effort to downplay her condition. So People would not get all worked up and when they saw her well again and run off telling everyone Jesus raised someone from the dead and 
you know, creating a lot of um, extra attention that Jesus was not seeking at the time, you know. On several occasions, Jesus ordered people to not speak about the miracle he had performed. You know, the miracles were not his primary reason for coming. And even though he had great compassion for his people, he didn't want the miracles to hinder his real goal, which was to seek and save that which was lost, to testify of God's love and the kingdom of God, and and also to speak of the redemption and the salvation that comes through the finished work of the cross. As a father, I read this and cling to the hope we have in Christ. Jairus chose to believe in the power of Jesus and his daughter was healed and restored to life. What would have happened if he chose to listen to the hopeless news that the messenger brought him and he gave up? He would have not likely seen his daughter restored. He would have not likely enjoyed another day with her. When, when things seem dark and hopeless, remember the words of Jesus. Don't be afraid, just believe. And let them speak hope into your spirit and scatter the darkness with the light of his word. Thank you, Jesus, for your compassion and for speaking hope into our lives. Thank you for not letting the darkness consume us. This world is full of hopeless people that walk in darkness, but let us be a light in that darkness. Let us scatter the darkness with the light of your word. Your word says in John 1, 5, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. We walk in the light and we carry that light with us. May we be a people unafraid to shine that light into the darkness. Let us be that city on a hill. Fill us with compassion for those who are lost and, and who are lost in that darkness and give us the strength to enter the fray and scatter the darkness with the good news. Pour out your power, Lord. Stir up your people. Draw us out from the many and set us apart. Let us be the example, the ones who, who will step up and lead the way. God, may your name be praised and may we live a life that honors Jesus and the work he finished on the cross for us. Amen.